Fuck, I fucked it up. How? No, I didn't. I'm kidding. I'm okay, kidding. Great. I'm kidding. I did fuck it up. <laughs> I just wanted to anger you. I just wanted to make you mad. That's going to be a great way to start this episode. <laughs> I can't hear you. Hold on. Wait, hold on. What? I'm talking to myself. No, I think I'm You're good. not talking to me. You're talking to your fiance. Uh, Melinda says hi. Hey, hi, Mel. Uh, she says to get a Switch. Uh, the Nintendo Switch? You know, when I was growing up in the South, that meant that you were going to get something for your mom to beat your ass with. What it means in my house. Do you know that? Like, go get go get a Switch? Yeah, go cut me a Switch. Yeah, go cut me a Switch. What? Isn't that a black person thing? No, it's a Southern thing. I'm gonna have to cut that out, too. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he should get a Switch so he can come visit my This is gold right here. This is all... I mean, this is the stuff that podcasts are I'm, made of. Melinda, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I need you to leave. <laughs> Mother of my child, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I need you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> she wants, all right, she wants you to get a Switch so you can get Animal Crossing, so you can visit her island, so you can come to the island and find a grave that she put on her. I don't know what you're trying to tell him. He needs to find a grave on your island? You need to find a grave on her island. Oh, no, no, no. I fell for that once. I'm not falling for it again, okay? I know where this leads. It's a tourist attraction, evidently. Can you change the name on it? Can you make it say Uncle Ben? How many different racist overtones are you going to put onto this episode? (laughs) How many? I meant like Spider-Man. Are you going to subtitle this Song of the South episode? Like, what the hell is happening right now what are we doing what's happening right now is she still there are are we this right here is probably the weirdest most awkward start to one of our episodes and that's saying something it is i this is i mean this is really usually we have an awkward start to the episode where i'm not sure like when to start it and when not to start it but i've never been we've never been doing an episode where i'm not sure if we're doing the episode yeah yeah that's a good point (laughs) um this is a very meta episode so far this is getting really weird all right i don't know we're in a weird just esoteric spot right now yeah and i don't know if i like it or not and i don't know if i don't know if i like it or not I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I definitely don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. I definitely don't like it either. Yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch. (laughs) Fucking A. And I don't know if I don't know if I don't know. If I don't know. To the media lunch break, bring you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and storm your state capital with a firearm because you're pissed off because you can't get a haircut. Get over it. My name is Chris Trebel. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Is Sarah's family doing all right with that? Also, the half the state is underwater. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Oh, her family actually lives, uh, like, at where that shit went down. Were they there protesting? No, no, no where the water went, where the, where the flood oh, came. Oh, Jesus. So I don't think their house was affected, but they were... Terrified? No, no, they went to visit... They went to visit my in-laws' in-laws, if that makes sense. And they, they they were like a 10 minutes away from their house. And so normally it would take 10 minutes to drive from one house to the other. And it took them like an hour and a half 
because they had to go up and around all of the water to get back to their house again. It's wild, man. Like all the bridges and everything were cut off. It was crazy. It's from a dam breaking, right? There were dams breaking. I think two. I think two dams broke. It's amazing to me that the water in Flint is in such need of infrastructure repair that people are still getting lead in their water that they can't drink. And people are like, hey, uh, we really need infrastructure repair. And everyone's like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then two years later, it's underwater. (laughs) There's a weird irony that two years ago, the people of Flint were like, we can't get any water. And then two years later, Michigan was like, here, is this enough? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. No, I never am. And never will be, except for that one time that's coming up soon. Andrew, you know, we don't just talk to each other. We don't just know each other. We know other people as well. You know what I mean? I've heard of people. I've I've heard of hearing of people. And uh, there's a couple of guys who go... Who are up to no good. Who are up to... They started uh, making trouble. No, don't do this. Don't do it. I'm not doing the whole thing. I'm not doing it. (laughs) I'm not doing it. I do that joke maybe three times a day to my wife. I'm not doing it on the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Is that because you're from West Philadelphia? I mean, I'm close enough. Closer than you. Certainly. Certainly. There's three guys who go, if you look them up on YouTube, they're under what's called the New York Picture Company or New York Picture Co. Three guys, Matthew Cullinan, James Fagan, and Zach Bubolo. Bubolo? He'll tell me later. They made a short little film. These guys are are pretty good. And uh, we, uh, we actually know one of them. Um, and they made a short little film and they were like, Hey, we made this thing. And because we're two people who like to encourage other people to, you know, make things. We are like, Oh, we'll give it a look. And we gave it a look and we're going to tell you all about it. Sound good. I'm waiting for the audience to answer me. Hold on. (laughs) I actually know all three of them. Do you really? I only know James. So I was directed by Jim. He goes by Jim, not James. Well, James is more professional. He should think about it. Yeah, James is more professional, but Jim isn't. Name me one. I don't know who's this James guy who's more professional. Name me one professional Jim. Go. Jimmy Urine. Fuck. Jim Gaffigan. Oh, damn it. That's a legitimate one. Son of a bitch. All right. I know Matt because I almost called him James. Jim directed me in a show that Matt Cully, which is what he goes by, uh, was also in. And I've met the other guy, but only once, and I... Zach? Yes. And what special nickname does he have? It's Zach, but it's spelled different. Wow. You really do know these guys. Oh, yeah. So, do you want to... No. Do you want me to tell him about it? Do you want to tell, talk about it? Uh, what's... You know a- what? You you sit down there, slugger. I got this one. <laughs> Don't worry. As soon as I said that... I said it and I was like, I just talked to a man who hasn't slept in four months. What am I saying? (laughs) So the New York Picture Company, headed by Matt, Jim, and Zach, depending on how it's spelled, they created a short film called Zero Issue. They're a bunch of nerds just like we are. They're they're one of us. And they created a short film called Zero Issue. It's actually on YouTube right now. You can check it out. I encourage you to do it and subscribe to their YouTube channel as well. But this is a short film that is right up our alley. And we thought we'd, we'd... shine a little light on it, talk about it a little bit. Because uh, it's actually, I think they they did something very cool here and they, they got some really good stuff out of it. So Zero Issue, just to give you kind of the premise of the film, it takes place in like this small town and every year they have a, like a superhero festival. And they also have one 
town member who's looking to kind of be the big, take the grand prize at the superhero festival um, and be one of the first, not the first, but one of the latest people from their actual town to take the top prize at the superhero festival. And he's kind of a schlubby, not well-liked, not a very outstanding hero and comedy ensues from there. It's got kind of a, it's got kind of like a parks and rec office feel. I say more parks and rec than the office, but kind of like the talking head, you know, mockumentary. Yeah. Or like, um, it's like a Christopher Guest yes. superhero show. Yeah, if you're into that mockumentary comedy, the talking heads and things like that, it's this is going to be this is definitely definitely for you. What are we how so let's talk about this. Let's get into this. How are you feeling on this? We talked a little bit about it off mic, but let's talk about it on mic because we do a podcast. That's how these things work. God, I feel like I'm just fucking taking a spiral here. <laughs> You're doing great, champ. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. That means the world to me. <laughs> I really, like I said before, I really like this. I think they really did something very cool here with, as far as I know, not a lot of money to it. And whenever you can make something with not a lot of money seem like they have more money to it, that's something amazing. Um, but there are some good, solid bits in here. Uh, what do you, give me, give me some thoughts. Sure. Well, I, I actually am a... Uh funder like a kickstarter they they made a kickstarter two years ago and i immediately donated to it uh, I, th- I think their goal was um ten thousand dollars to make this thing and they ended up getting uh thirty thousand <laughs> i fully thought you were gonna be like their goal was ten thousand and they raised thirty th- oh no that sorry three thousand they raised three thousand oh sorry they raised thirty dollars they raised uh thirty three thousand four hundred and sixty seven dollars with 372 backers um, I'm still waiting for my DVD, but, uh, cause that's what I signed up for. Uh, and absolutely th- I'm not bitter about it at all, but we, <laughs> you're not bitter that you didn't get that outdated piece of tech. Yeah. That's what I want. You know what? I don't even think I have anything that can play a DVD. <laughs> exactly. So what the hell are you <laughs> to worried be completely about? honest. <laughs> so, uh, but I've been getting these emails like every like a couple months that are like they have like um character drawings like sketches for like what the characters will be um and they have like behind the scenes photos and stuff like that and like a whole write-up about what they've been working on and what they've been doing and where they're shooting and meeting the people in charge uh they're great guys Uh, i met all of them also jim's wife carolyn (laughs) jim's jim's wife carolyn is also in it she's the um iron yang (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the, uh, boy, is she ever! <laughs> what? The, That's that yeah. wasn't appropriate at all. <laughs> the, the one, the one with hair. By the way, we should also start by saying, um, anyone who wants to see this, I think it's on YouTube, right? It is on YouTube. So what you should do, it's only thirty minutes. Just go watch it right now and then come back to this because it's only thirty minutes. It's a lot of fun. Go there, like it, like their stuff. The the New York um picture company is also very very funny. They do really good sketch comedy work, sort of in the vein of like um. Auntie Donna or even like Kids in the Hall. Yes. Uh, Whitest Kids You Know. Like really good, high quality sketch comedy. That's very, very funny. It's funny because as soon as I watched this, I actually kept watching more of their stuff because I I wanted to see more from them by watching this. And uh, what was the one that I watched? But it was the one where he's walking through the park and he gets stopped by a woman trying to get a petition signed. Have you seen this one? No, I have no memory of that. I I haven't seen them in forever also. Well... Watch that one. 
in particular. But anyway, you were saying, continue. I interrupted you. And that was rude. I was in a, it is. You're a very rude person. Yep. I was in a show with her as well. Uh, she's great. Uh, everyone, I really like pretty much everyone who's in this. There aren't really weak links. I really fucking love the guy who plays Hercules. I think he's so fucking That funny. guy. I don't know where they found that guy. I don't know I remember either. He's watching so that guy. good. I, was like, where, I don't know where the fuck he comes from, but that guy nails it. I thought I recognized his voice. Right. I was like, I know this guy. I know him from something. And I looked him up and I was like, I sure don't. He's just really funny. Yeah. I love the bit where they zoom out and they have to block out his junk. I mean, <laughs> like one of my favorite moments. My favorite bit is actually right after that, which is the damsel in distress character. Right. The fact that she actually like has like she's almost a professional damsel in distress and she has like a resume that's kind of the appeal for me throughout the whole thing is this idea of like this is a show business this is an industry and that you can be discovered and get an (laughs) agent and get an agent like that agent who is just fucking on fire what he's talking all about like can I make you famous? Yes, I can. Well, yeah. Well, he's like, can I make you famous? Like, what? Just wave a magic wand and make you famous? Sure, I could. I've got a magic wand that was given to me by the great wizard. But, you know, I can't do that for everybody. It's fantastic. Yeah, There's so there's just a, like a lot of good, I don't want to say like inside baseball type bits to it, but they it's clearly done by people who know the medium of comics and know the tropes of it and know how to mine that for comic gold, which is always really, really good. There's definitely a lot of uh, very specific references to specific characters. Some of them are not super well known. Right. Like, is it Emma Frost? What I like about it is that like there, there are these references to, or these nods to very specific characters, but they're not so, and yeah, some of them are kind of like really deep cuts. But they're not so so deep a cut or they're not so specific a nod that if you don't know comics, you wouldn't understand the joke. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, yeah. If they the jokes stand on their own. Like, the laser eyes thing, it's a nod to Cyclops. But at the same time, if you didn't know that, it's still a funny joke. Right. Like, it's still really good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, that whole thing is very, very funny. It's, it's really good. And the mirror girl. Yeah, that's... It's the whole mirror girl thing. For some reason, the end of that, when he kills himself by accident, I, for some reason, did not see that coming. Yeah, I don't I know why, how I did not see that bit being led up for after 30 minutes, but I didn't, which is a brilliant it's a brilliant feat to be able to have those two characters together the whole time and you don't put together like oh he's gonna totally zap her and kill himself it's very funny like i really like the characters in this and i actually really like the world that they've created to the point that i would want to be in this world like i really think that this could be reconfigured and i'm not saying they should do this but if they do they should pay me but they could easily like reconfigure this into some sort of pilot to keep these characters going because it is a fun world to be in. The idea of like small time superheroes, which you don't, we never really get a taste of. And the people who want to be superheroes but have like lackluster powers, it's a brilliant idea. And it's something that isn't really mined for a whole lot of, a whole lot of comic gold. It's, it's very much like a less cool version of, uh, the fuck was that movie? The one with Janine Garofalo and Ben Stiller. Mystery Men. <laughs> Mystery Men. It's very much like a less cool version of Mystery Men. Like there's never a moment, there's never a defining moment where like these characters all get together and they like become the heroes that they know themselves to be that the world told them they're not. It's sort of the opposite, which is what would make uh, Mystery Men a comedy instead of an action movie, right? If like right. they keep trying, but they just keep failing over and over again. That's basically what this is. Yeah. And you kind of get the idea like, None of most of these superheroes, if 
if not all of these superheroes, haven't really ever done any superheroing. Right. They're just like in the industry. Yeah. They, they just like that. They don't really like they have these superpowers and they don't they just go to shows or they just want to show them off. But they never no one ever seems like, yeah, I'm totally going to kick the crap out of some bad guys. They're just like, yeah, what you need is you need an agent. You need a villain. And you need uh, some notoriety. And that's what you... It, there's a whole formula to this whole thing. I think it's... Yeah. I, like I said, I, I this was this really, really something interesting. It's interesting that they leave it kind of open for a sequel too, though. I'm not sure where you go. Like, I don't know if that was intentional or what, but I'm not entirely sure where you go with a sequel to that. Like, I don't know if that was just like a... It could have easily just been like a throwaway, like, okay, we have to end this. I know, we can end it like this, and that would be a fun, interesting way to do it. Or they could have done it with like, well, we do want to do more with these characters later, so how do we show that we're going to? Either way, it's a, it's very interesting how they leave it open for a continuation. And, and like I said, I like that, because I like this world and I like these characters, so I would want to be with them more. And I don't need... A, and they don't take it down this path, but I don't need like huge character progression where all of a sudden kind of like what you said i don't need them vindicated i don't see need them to realize their best self or something i just want to like hang out with them just see yeah it's almost more fun to just watch them try and fail right this is the kind of thing that you could see like four dudes in spandex costumes eating at mcdonald's a (laughs) hundred percent yeah a hundred percent i'd rather watch the four if i have a choice in this world to watch the big battle happening outside or to stay in with the four dudes in McDonald's. I'd rather stay with the four dudes in the, in the McDonald's. That's more interesting with these people than anything else that's going on. If anything, I have a feeling like all the really good superheroes are probably really not that interesting. I'd like to see a full length production of this where like we do actually get more insight to like who are the New York City superheroes. I would like to see this world's Avengers. Right. And, uh, and see how they, it, it'd be really interesting to have a juxtaposition within universe, like something to compare them all to. See, you know, what's funny is I'm going to go opposite of you. I'm actually going to say, I'd love to see a full length version of this, but I'd, I'd actually just like to see more of the ins and out of like the festival. <laughs> of, of Sorry, ha- that wasn't, hang on. That wasn't, that wasn't exactly what, what I really meant was like open with that. And it's like 10 minutes of people like saving New York City. Got it, got it, And got he, it. it can even have like the same kind of narration on top of Cully saying, um, yes, we, you know, we are superheroes. We fight for what's right. And it's like this Captain America looking dude just like knocking an alien out and like a Hulk like smashing a mutant. And like, you know, we, we do what we do, not for money, not for fame, but because it's the right thing to do. These people aren't me. I'm I'm over here. <laughs> yes. That, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I 100% would i think that would be great and yeah you get that that really cool juxtaposition but and i would love to spend two hours going through like because there's even the the bartender who's yeah. clearly a normal person and has to put up with this shit every year of all these superheroes like coming into town and screwing <laughs> her on the tab yeah and like making a mess and just causing tying up traffic for the town and everything and i would love to spend two hours of like all these other people who are affected by this festival. Yeah. And a lot of the normal people, the normies who have the townies who have to like deal with this bullshit every year of all these wannabe superheroes who just kind of suck 
having to come in into their town and like leave a mess everywhere. Yeah, I think that could really, really work. I'd love, yeah, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see this as a TV show. I'd love to see this as a longer movie. I'd love to see a sequel to this. Like whatever it ends up doing, I definitely want to uh, <laughs> want to see where it goes. To see how it progresses. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the most encouraging thing about this is the amount of potential you see. Like all through the entire thing, there's no point where it drops off and you're like, well... It was good, but now I'm kind of over. Right. Like, I, I watched through, and I was getting to the end, and I was like, ah, I wish this wasn't 30 minutes. I wish this was more. I'm enjoying this all the way to the last minute. Yeah. You got anything else before we move on to reading assignments? I don't think so. But did you know that Jim Fagan was a producer on The Opposition with Jordan Klepper? No. For two seasons? A- 84 episodes. Really? He's also an associate producer for two different Lincoln Center performances, including Danny Elfman's music from the films of Tim Burton. Mm. Wow. Well, I should mention, we're trying to plan an episode where where we talk to these guys, if no one else than at least Jim, but if possible, all three of them, about Zero Issue. So we'll definitely have to ask him about that and why the hell, A, we didn't know about it, and B, why the hell, if he does stuff like that, is he talking to us? Yeah, well, I wouldn't jinx it yet. <laughs> I just did. God damn it. That's what I do. I jinx things, and then it's up to you. I put it on your shoulders to fix it and get us out of it. Such a son of a bitch. Yep, that's what I do. Should we go to reading assignments? Let's go to the reading assignments. Let's go to the reading assignments. Let's all go to the assignment. Let's. Is that copywritten? Probably. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to get sued. Uh, so, Andrew. Who is it? Yes. You gave me a reading assignment. I did. Do you remember what it was? Uh, I remember <laughs> I remember the show. Excellent. I don't remember the name. Okay. So, you gave me... That's okay, because that's a really... It's a really hard name to remember. I always fuck it I up myself. I gave you the, it's hard for me to... It's hard for me to live. Yep. I don't like this. That's exactly I it. don't like being a young woman. That's what it's called. Can you just now also take out, I don't like being a young woman and just loop that just over and over again. I'm going to put that on our first shirt for merch. I don't like being a young, being woman. A young woman. Andrew Dunn. I think it's going to sell really well because quite frankly, America does a great job of making young women feel like shit. It's called, I I ha- might have superpowers. I am not okay with this. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. So you gave me, I am not okay with this on Netflix. Yeah. I got to tell you, first of all, I love this thing. This is incredible. <laughs> it is so damn <laughs> I, well, I didn't expect anything. A friend of mine said she was watching it, and I was like, oh, what is this? And I kind of looked it up, and I was like, oh, I like that actress. She was an it. It's got these other guy. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll give this a try. And we just decided to give it a shot, and holy shit. Yeah, it's incredible. So for those of you who don't know what this is, uh, this is a series on Netflix. It stars Sophia Lillis, who, if you remember, she was Beverly in, um, in It. And it also stars Wyatt Olaf, who was also in It as well. Sophia plays a girl named Sydney, who is a teenage girl who is dealing with being a teenager uh, in this small town in Pennsylvania. Um, who she's uh, she's got a best friend who's becoming more popular than her. She's dealing with high school and all the things that have to, you know, that she deal have to deal with that. Uh, and then on top of it, she starts to develop what she thinks might be superpowers. She's not entirely sure 
if what all the weird occurrences that are happening around here are actually her doing or if she's imagining them or if they're just happenstance and she just is putting that idea onto it or if she actually has superpowers or not. So she also then has to deal with hiding this secret as well. Um, it is, I think it's eight episodes, if I remember right. Yeah, it's real, real tight and sweet. It's real short. They're great. They're only half hour. Yeah, it fucking flies. No, I'm, I'm a liar. It's seven. It's seven half hour episodes. I literally watched this whole thing in a day. It's like a long movie. It is, but it's so great. It's wonderful. Yeah. First of all, by the way, I just want to say, I thought for sure, just in the first episode alone, I assume that you gave this to me because in the first episode, she says that she lives in a boring ass town in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Yeah. But here's the thing. This is, this is the thing about Pennsylvania, right? Because she says she lives in a boring ass town in Pennsylvania, but then she says not one of the interesting ones, which is a lie because there is nothing interesting about Pennsylvania. Okay. (laughs) Did you, this is a little known. Is Philly not interesting? This is a little known fact. Is Pittsburgh not interesting? No, this is a little new known fact about Pennsylvania, Andrew. They actually, once I remember when this happened, they actually sent a team of researchers into Pennsylvania to find something interesting and they all killed themselves. <laughs> this show is like if John Hughes directed Stranger Things, that is the best yeah. takeaway I can I can give this show. It is a heartfelt show. It has a lot of that feeling to it of the angst of being a teenager. Yeah. And what's really interesting is that the whole superpower thing, it is in kind of in the backdrop. It is not in the forefront. Right. It is more about her and dealing with growing up. And the the superpower really just ends up serving as more of a metaphor. Right. Yeah. For all of the things that she's feeling and having to go with. Do we want to spoil the shit out of this now? Let's. Let's spoil the shit. Go for it. So, um, did you see, and there's a huge spoiler coming up, so if you uh, did not watch the show and you have any chance of seeing it, I would turn this the fuck off. Did you foresee... All right, ready? Wait, hold on. Five, four, three, two, one. We gave him enough time. Go. Did you at all foresee uh, that man's head exploding? No. No, I did not. Holy <laughs> shit. That guy, the head exploding thing, I freaked out. <laughs> So did we, we watched it, we watched it before Rowan was born. So we were just like sitting there eating ice cream and I was like, oh my God. It is so sudden and off-putting. Like the first, I mean, the first scene opens up with her covered in blood and the whole, right. You know, there it's that running scene at the beginning of every episode. So you're like, well, clearly we're going to meet up with this. Yeah. So I don't know what this is. Right. But, oh man, I did not (laughs) see that coming. It's so disturbing. It's very disturbing. And I'll tell you what, as much of a dick as that character is, it's one of those fates where you're like, like, that happens and you're like, oh, that guy didn't deserve that. Right. (laughs) Like, that's really, that's really fucking hard. He deserved a really good ass kicking. Yeah, but he does not, yeah, he deserves her to, to like telepathically throw him across the room. Right. But he did not deserve to die. And so when it happens, you're like, Oh God. Oh man. You know, what's wild. 
So th- this is based on a graphic novel. It is, yeah. And I looked it up. And it doesn't look like it should have a kid's head exploding in it, does it? No, it does not. No, it really doesn't. That artwork does not look like it. It doesn't at all. I actually like looked up the comic and I looked at the artwork and I was like, oh, this is not... I don't know if I do want to read this, actually, because I kind of like where we are now. I love the... By the way, I got to say, I love the aesthetic that is throughout this entire town. Yeah. Like, where they filmed. Yes. Because they actually filmed in a small town in PA. And I recognize... I, even before I looked it up, I knew that it was Pennsylvania because I recognized the landscape. I recognized the, like, how the the neighborhood is laid out. I've seen houses like that where they're like on that weird hill and everything. It's right. crazy. Also, I uh, I know someone in the show. Oh, no shit. <laughs> uh, the girl who plays the um, girl, she's like 30. The woman who plays the cashier. Oh, yeah. When the character's in the in the like convenience store. Yeah. And all the stuff. All yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know her. She's well, that's yeah. very funny. So she popped up. I was like, that's the sheriff. Get, get the fuck out of here. But yeah, I did not see that coming. I did see her being gay coming. Yeah. But at the but it wasn't again, none of this was so heavy handed where you're like, all right, just get to the point already. Yeah. Well, and also I don't think that was meant to be a twist, right? Like you were sort of supposed to see things from right. the main character's perspective. And uh you are unsure but leaning in a direction much like she is at the beginning of the show. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's funny because I think you, you kind of, you said something interesting and I'm going to agree and disagree almost at the same time that I don't think you, you're meant to see it directly through her perspective, but you are meant to kind of ride the same emotional line that she's going through. Right. So her, you know, her falling You feel it through her perspective. You feel it through her. Like her falling for, what's his name? I want to say Stanley. I think it is Stanley. But that's also his character in its name. Yeah. For her falling for Stanley. Like, you're with that. So, because at first you're like, oh, I think she's gay for the best friend. And then she gets together with, and she starts hanging out with Stanley more. And you start to see they have chemistry. And you're like, no, actually, maybe she is going to fall for this kid. And then it turns it back into the into the direction of her falling for her best friend. But it's never like, a, we're doing this so there's a twist. It's always organic and it's always like, no, it was there from the beginning. It just had to be awakened out. Well, it's also very much like life. Like when you're coming into that part of your young adulthood, I mean, there's just hormones. There's people all around you. Everyone's looking for a date to this dance. And like, there's a lot of fucking pressure on you, you know? And so like, yeah, you can be pulled, especially as a young woman. It's a lot easier for dudes because they can kind of just pick and choose. I mean, not like like every woman is going to say yes to every dude, but more like it's more like it's up to the guy to ask the girl, but there's a lot of pressure on young women because they get asked by a lot of people and they have to turn people down. And like, how do you turn someone down in this day and age? Like Lord knows if they're going to come into school with a fucking gun the next day or whatever. Like it's, there's a lot of pressure on that. Well, and I think there's still an, an expectation for guys to ask girls in those situations. And so there's still that, you know, it's funny because I'm sure there are going to be people out here, out there who are like, oh, the old trope of like the girl wanting to get asked by a guy and 
being afraid of not getting asked. And it's like, but that still happens that it shouldn't, but it does. And so they're not dealing with what should be, but they're dealing with what is. We've also in entertainment, in movies and TV, we've taken a long hiatus from that kind of storytelling. Like we haven't really seen that since like the early nineties that I can remember. I can't remember a whole, uh, a lot of it. Um, I will say, speaking of like a time period, they, what I, the other thing I appreciate about this is they never really set it hard and fast in a certain time period. They, there are mentions of like being on a phone. So it's clearly the modern day. Right. I had that as well. Melinda and I discussed that. Cause I was like, is this the eighties? And we had to wait until someone brought up a cell phone. Right. But you never see like not every kid talks about having a phone. And I think there's one text message conversation in the whole thing where Stanley sends her some music. But other than that, it's not like everyone's constantly got a phone out and there's a million text message conversations. Also, every you know, because of the type of town that they're in, nobody has a brand new car. So everyone's car is a shitty piece of shit. And, you know, everyone's well, and all of them are very poor as well. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. They're all older, crappy cars that have clearly just are on all on their last leg. It's the only car that they can get. And they even make again, they, they kind of organically weave it into the actual world where the one part where the guy should have put on his phone to put on music. He's like, I like vinyl better when he has a giant collection of VHS and it's supposed to be in the modern day. You still get that 80s, that John Hughes 80s feel because he's like, I think it's better to have VHS. Right. And his clothes, like his suit for the dance. Oh, my gosh. You know? His style is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That suit. And just that scene where he's singing. He's like lip syncing that song and he's trying on every outfit. So good. I will say the one thing that I bumped on, this is the only thing that I bumped on. And it was it's such a minor thing is that his storyline with his dad is great. But there's something, they have some sort of dialogue about the dad being the high school, like, hero, Yeah, he's like the prom And king. then he makes a snide comment. But I think they mentioned something about how many years ago it was. And I looked at that guy, I was like, oh, it's been longer than that. Because that guy looks like he's just been through hell. I mean, alcoholism will do that, though. <laughs> That's true. That's a fair point. But that was the only thing that I actually bumped on. Everything else I didn't, I actually, like... There was no part of this where where I went, really? Like, nothing took me out of it. I was fully in it from, like, moment to moment. I really want to microwave a burrito and see what happens. Now. <laughs> I also uh, wanted to say that the guy who plays the uh, the bully, the jock, yes. is 23 years old. Is he really? Yeah. I gotta... Wait, hold on. Is he really? Yes. Hold on. I mean, I, be- I don't know why I'm, like, questioning you. I believe you. We talked about this uh, on the quarantine episode. Uh, things to keep you sane during the quarantine. And uh, Sophia Bryant, who plays um, the best friend, the girl, is uh, 20 years old. Yeah, they're all slightly older than high school, but they're not not by much, which is good. Actually, the kid who plays Stanley is 16. Is he? And uh, the main actress is 18. So they're, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. No, none of them are like... There's no like 90210 kind of aspect to this where like... Well, and also like if you want a guy... If you want a kid who looks like he's big enough and mean enough to be the jock bully guy, you have to get an adult. Yeah. You're just not going to find a kid who's fully developed enough at 16 to be able to play that role. Right, right, right. Well, it's just, yeah, they're, they're too close in age. To, there's not going to be enough difference. Even if one kid's jacked and the other one isn't, it's just not like... You need that visual to like really pop immediately. Jacked at 16 is 
is also a totally different thing than Jacked at 23. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Wyatt Olaf, who plays Stanley, uh, plays young Peter Quill in the Guardians of the Galaxies movies. He does. I forgot that. Yeah. Because I ended up IMD being like every person in the, this cast. I forgot that he was young Peter Quill. He's brilliant in this, by the way. He's really good. Yeah. They don't give him a lot in the movie. It. No, they. I was just going to say that. They don't. And he's in this. Holy shit. This guy's on fire. Like, and the two of them, at first I was like, Why you, they're really good together. And then I realized, oh, they've already been in two movies together. Well, I, I wonder if Sophia Lillis, who plays the lead, I wonder if she like was like, hey, you know, heads up. I know a guy who might be really good at this. And that's like, she kind of drug him along because he's excellent. Possibly. I'm, I'm wondering who, it might be the same casting director as it. It could be the same could producers. Be. Yeah. I'm sure there's... So there's more than just the, this cast crossover. I'm sure somebody else has seen this. Um, I mean, those kids from it, the stranger things, kids and the kids from it, they're the future. Those are going to be the kids that you, well, you're going to, I have a feeling like with the success of it and the success of stranger things. And now this coming out, like they're going to try and do more shows and movies like this. And you're just going to see that cast, like balloon out to, do all these other things. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if you, if that happens, it's tough to do because of laws and things like that. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see, I like, these are the kids you just, they're not quite the new Brat pack, but like you see them a lot in the same type of roles. Certainly. I, I really think it's only a matter of time before all of them start playing adult roles very soon. I mean, Finn Wolfhard is basically a grown man at this point. I know. Yeah. I think we're going to start seeing them in like romantic comedies and action movies and stuff like that. And I'm very excited for it because they're all really good. They're really, really good. Yeah. Sophia Lillis, I'll tell you what, man. She's, I'm calling it now. She's going to be an Oscar nominee in the next, I'm going to say five years. She's a powerhouse. She's fucking brilliant. God. Wyatt Olaf as well. Yeah. Is, it's great but she like yeah carries this thing from moment one white olaf has the um the he, he has an uphill battle because as far as i know he hasn't been a lead in anything yet and even this role is not like it's a netflix show right you know it's 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 not it's not huge so like the thing that the only thing that would prevent him from winning an oscar is uh the right thing like someone has to give him something you know right i know what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Sophia Lillis is going to have no problem landing an Oscar winning role. Absolutely. I'm trying to think, have they said anything about season two for this yet? I don't know, man, but Jesus, what a fucking cliffhanger. I know, right? That was my only issue with it. I have no idea. Now, did you actually read the comic? No, I haven't. I need to. It's on, I, I, I want to do it. I looked for it on getcomics.info and it's not there. <laughs> I don't know if this ends where the comic, like when the first volume would end or not no okay no it doesn't it is very early on from what i've read it's it's like like maybe a third of the way through the book okay so like we know who, if you read the comic you know who that person is that appears. right I, I mean i assume yeah that was a hell of an ending yeah jesus honestly it's kind of a problem i have with the show it's too much of a cliffhanger for me <laughs> Like, I need some kind of wrap up. You know, what? I needed one more episode. Uh, yeah. Okay. I could see. I loved it. But at the same time, I understand what you're saying. Like to just to like, there's a there's an arc that works. Right. And part of that arc is that like it, it comes back down. Right. There's there's got to be an episode at the end that like it. I don't need a button on it, but I do need like 
it like if he exp- if that guy explained who he was, that would probably be enough for me. And then and then he's like, okay, time to begin your training or whatever it is. Then I'm like, I'm down. Like, bring me to season two. I can't wait. You know. Yeah, but see, I kind of liked it because that's. I think it it plays into, kind of the emotional, roller coaster that that they have been taking you on with her. Like they want you to to go through the same emotional ride that she's going through. And so a lot of being a teenager is not ever kind of having an end to that. It's always fraught with stress and confusion and you don't know what's coming next. And so you don't ever get a resolution to it. And so to keep it going, but I don't need a resolution, but that's the thing is that like, it is going to go right. Like we are going like, even whatever the first episode of the second season is could have been the last episode of this season. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to resolve. It is just everything happened all at once. And now it's over. Like that's, it doesn't, it doesn't look, it's a very small critique. The show is still incredible, but for me, like it'd be like, like we watch Endgame, <laughs> spoilers for Endgame, by the way, <laughs> for the next like 10 seconds. And then Robert Downey Jr. snaps his fingers, Thanos dies, and then the credits roll. And you're like, whoa, wh- uh, what just happened? You know? Yeah, but I think the difference there is that this, that was, we knew that that was the finale to this whole series. But it's not. There's going to be a million others. No, but it, it, I'm sorry. It's the finale to that story arc. Right. But so is this. This is the finale to this season. Like, that, that's what I'm trying to say. It's to this season, but it's not a finale to... Sort of. I, so, I get what you're saying. I, do, uh, I think we're just going to have a huge disagreement here where everyone knows that you're wrong and I'm right. But what I will say is, have you have you ever heard of the show The End of the Fucking World? I have heard of it. I haven't watched it, but I've heard of it. We watched it, and it is... That's, I'm going to tell you right now, in the next episode, that's what I'm assigning for you. It's made by the same people who made this. Um, It's based on a comic by the same writer. And it is such a fucking roller coaster. Yeah, well, too late, because now I'm going to go watch it ahead of time. So fuck you. You son of a bitch. Don't, well, joke's on you. I'm going to delete it from this so you don't know about it when I edit this. Son of a bitch. You always are one step ahead of me. (laughs) All right. Any, Any last thoughts? Go watch it. Even if you sat through all the spoilers. Okay, great. Go watch it right now. Just go watch it anyway. That's yeah, my last we're thought. Not, even with our cutting commentary, we're still not doing it justice. I know that's hard for you to believe. Well, and even even if you've listened to all this and you know the entire show, it doesn't spoil it. It doesn't. Like, there, there are no... There's one big surprise. And it, it doesn't ruin it to know it ahead of time. Right. Because it's so insane to watch. And like the lead up to getting there is so wild. And you know what? I would also venture, I'm not saying it's better this way, but even with knowing the, the spoiler that we said already, you could watch this because it goes on such a ride that you could watch it and still know the end and go, how do we get there though? Yeah. You know what I mean? It could then yeah. It's just then one of those stories of you're like, that happens at the, this happens at the end. How do right. we get from here to here? Yeah. It's still interesting. It's one of the best shows on Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. It might be the best show I've seen on Netflix. Like it's hard to say that with stranger things on there, but like, I might like this more than stranger things. You know, really I might good. like it more than stranger things too. 
I honestly might. Yeah. God. Okay. All right. You ready for your reading assignment? I guess. What makes you... I haven't recorded an episode in like a month and a half. What makes you think I'm going to have any time to do anything? Because I'm going to try and give you one that's really easy and really short. It's the Pokey Little Puppy. It's a 12-page children's book. Yep. (laughs) All right. Actually, I have two in case you've already watched the the one that I want to assign you. Have you yet watched... Middle Ditch and Schwartz on Netflix. I haven't. It's on my list. Yay. Yes. Excellent. Watch Middle Ditch and Schwartz. That is what I keep I'm trying to convince you. Melinda to watch it with me and she has no interest in seeing it. But now I have an excuse. Oh, man. Uh, I, I, as soon as I saw the first, I don't know, five minutes of this thing, I was like, oh, reading assignment. I've got to give this to Andrew. Oh, that's it great. Is, I don't remember who I was. I who it was i don't remember if i was talking to a person i know reading a celebrity's update on facebook or twitter or something but someone was like you think you know what this is you are wrong watch it a hundred percent it is uh, i'm not gonna say anything about it you, great you're gonna Please have to don't. watch so your assignment is middle ditch and schwartz yep. it's three episodes they're all one great. hour it's really easy to watch you could do one a day one a day that's what i do. i will probably do three in one day you could easily do that as well I will, without spoiling it, do not watch it at a time when your child is trying to sleep or Melinda is trying to sleep. Uh, oh, like because of audio? Uh, no, because of laughter. Oh, because I will be laughing so Specifically hard. Specifically yours. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yes. Okay, never mind. All right. I thought I knew what I was going to do, wow, but i that, that bit okay. was... I got it. I got it. Um, that bit was harder to get through than I thought. Okay, that's it. I think that's I think that's all we got. Let me. Oh wait, hold on. I have something. What do I have written down here? Oh, I know what this is. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. I fucking knew it was hey, going to be this bit. I'm getting what, really good. What the I'm fuck, getting really Chris? good at hiding this bit. No, you're not. I knew what no, it I'm was. No, I'm getting really good at it. Okay, you didn't great. see that coming at all. I did. Where can they find they us? They can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. Listen to us any of those four places. You can find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram. We're on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We actually have a video coming up very soon. It just got finished, got, just got exported. It's uh, one we did a very long time ago. Oh. Uh, that will probably go up soon. Wait, am about, I in it? Uh, comparing and contrasting. Yes, comparing and contrasting the um, the differences between the Infinity War movie and the Endgame movie to the Infinity Gauntlet comic. Ooh. So uh, it's very fun. And uh, you can also find us at patreon.com slash the media lunch break, uh, where you can give us um, money. <laughs> if you sweet, like, if you like us money. and think we should keep doing this. Money please do. Yeah. And uh, you can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. You can visit our website www.themedialunchbreak.com Rate and review us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on YouTube. Thank you to Julie, Thanks, our favorite Julie. patron. We say we love all our patrons equally. But we're lying. But we love Julie the most. But you should feel free to compete for our love. Please do. Yeah. My God. Alright, that's it. We did a thing. There wasn't a thing, yeah. and now we did a thing. And oh, see how shoot. Easy we forgot was. during the news last time to talk about um, Umbrella Academy. What about Umbr- <laughs> Umbrella Academy? Oh, the second season was announced. There's a trailer. There was? There is? Yeah. I mean, it's not... I mean, you don't get too excited. It, basically, all it is is the actors being quarantined at home dancing, and then at the end, it gives a date for the uh, the second season, which is very soon, so you can get excited for that. Okay. What's this? What's the date? Oh, the the date. Uh, it's it's so soon. 
that uh, that uh, it's uh, it's so soon. Is it? And I'm gonna tell you exactly tomorrow? when it is. It is, is July it? 31st. Oh fuck, that is pretty soon. It's two months for an announcement video. That's very soon. That's pretty soon. Yeah. All right. That's pretty. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty soon. We might all still be at home. Uh. Yep. Wear face mask, motherfuckers. All right. Yes. Please do. Please wear a face mask. Uh. If you don't have to go outside, just don't. Just fucking don't. Just don't do it. All we want to do is spend time on our phones and watching television. And now they're telling you to spend time on your phone and watch television, and you're getting pissed off because you can't go outside. Well, it's the other thing, too, that I keep saying to people is everyone wants to open back up. We all want it to open back up. You don't have to protest because you want it to open back up. We all want the country to open back up, you fucking assholes. We all want it. The difference is that some of us want it more than people's lives. <laughs> like some people care more about opening the country than about murdering people. And that's not okay. I can't talk about this anymore. I can't. It's a da- it's, I can't. It's a daily recur. I can't do it. All right. That's it. We're getting out of here. I'm done. Fucking done. I'm, I am fucking done. I'm fucking treble. Oh, I see what you did there. Look at you. You're pretty. You're pretty. You're so smart. I know. I'm very witty. Yep. Yeah. I'm a very witty man. Did you see what Joe Biden said about black people who can't decide whether or not to vote for Trump? Or- <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. So how Joe, about Joe. four more years of Trump then, huh? I mean, I, listen, it's not the same thing because he's not... There's a, there's still, I for me, there's a big difference between the two. Joe Biden's just sometimes very absent-minded when it comes to like Joe you can't do a joke like that you can't pull that joke off Joe right right so let me ask you there wasn't a big difference between Trump and Hillary Clinton then because Trump ended up winning no what I'm saying is that Trump is like an out and out racist like he right yes I'm not saying thinks people to be less than I think I think Joe Biden is more of a gaffe machine than a racist he's also a little creepy with young women but, you know, um, way, still way better than Donald Trump. Right. What I'm saying is that the more, like, we're getting in, we're starting to get into the snowball that Hillary Clinton ran into four years ago, where, like, she went on the same show that Joe Biden said that on, and they asked her if there's anything she always keeps in her purse at all times, and she said, I always keep a little bit of hot sauce. Oh, and was like, what are I you honestly doing? forgot what about What are you that. doing? Yeah. And Joe Biden keeps talking, and people are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Stop. Yeah. So, I just, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just like, here we go again, you know? And now Donald Trump has name recognition as the president of the United States of America. Yeah. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be twice as hard a battle. And I just, yes. I'm so worried. I, I, I'm so worried. That I understand. All right. Well, that was a fun button to put at the end of this episode. Chris, give me a joke to end this with. I can't. I'm just going to go kill myself. <laughs> Oh, hey, I've got one. What do you call the general election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden? I don't know what. The aristocrats. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm now as exhausted as you are. Oh, my God. Here's where I am. I feel one of my classic rants coming on, but yet my body doesn't have the energy to bring it out. Like, I can't. I just like I emotionally and mentally I have a rant somewhere in me and my body is just like like a fart that if you push it too hard you're going to shit your pants kind of yeah 
Except with this, it's going to come out of my mouth, and if I do it, I'm going to collapse in a husk of a human being. I feel like I could fucking die at any second right now. I feel like you could fucking die at any second right now. <sighs> but on the plus side, your kid's awake. <laughs> I mean, there was a good chance I was right on that, right? Come on. Yeah, there was yeah, a pretty good yeah. chance I was right on that. I'm pretty sure he is. I don't know why that's a plus side. Oh, it was just for me because it means that I'm right. It's not a plus for you. It sucks for you. Your kid's awake. Your kid's awake right now. <sighs> But it's yeah. plus for me because I'm right. Yeah, also, uh, so you go tend to your child. Mine's asleep. I'm going to be sleeping in a bedroom that doesn't have a child in it. And um, peacefully. When, At what age do, do children just start? Like, is it done that like he's going to start sleeping? That's a good question. It kind of like, I mean, he's still, I mean, don't get me wrong. It still takes forever to get him down. And then he still wakes up sometimes at like five in the morning. Usually he averages around six, six thirty, but sometimes it's really early and it sucks. And how old is how old is Emerson now? Fourteen, fifteen? He's like twenty-two. Okay. Jeez, so, still living at home. Fuck. Fucking freeloader. Yeah, still wets the bed too. I don't. I don't want to talk about. So it. do I. It's okay. Uh, that's true. I mean, the problem is he's a freeloader, but so am I. And so there's two of us in the house. Really bad. <laughs> I want to say like uh, sometime after one is when they start sleeping more solidly. Some some parent who's more responsible and not quite as absentee as, as I am, it's going to write in or tell you that I'm full of shit and I don't know what I'm talking about. And they're fully correct. <laughs> they're 100% correct. I have no idea what I'm talking Usually, like, somebody will ask me a question like that with me and Sarah, and I'll be like, yeah, sometimes, like, it was, like, right after his first birthday, he started sleeping, and she's like, that's not right at all. <laughs> that's not even close. Well, that's the thing, too, right, is I'm finding that, like, like my memory... Like I'm, we're already having that where she'll be like, "That's not true," and I'm just like, "Okay." I can't. Yeah, I Whatever. my mind has just been fried, forever. Like I just, I can feel I don't have the mental capacity anymore. Like if tomorrow, if I woke up and Melinda was like, "You haven't had a podcast in two years," I'd just be like, "Huh? Oh, that's so weird." <laughs> and then you, but then you'd go, "I should text Chris and get that going." And then five minutes later, you go, "You'll go." Did I? Did I text Chris or did I? Just think about texting Chris. I thought you were going to say, I'll be like, I should text Chris. And Melinda will be like, he's been dead for five years. Yeah. Your last episode was the suicide episode. Don't you remember? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>